everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 156. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm what happens when DJ Ranma keeps leaving his door unlocked. Hey guys! <laughs> Hi, Avalon! <laughs> Seriously, you gotta lock your door. Well, it, wait, wait, first things first, my door is locked. I'm not the only person that comes up in the studio, okay? I tend to break in when I get there. You see what I'm saying? I have a key. You you, you see what I'm saying? No. <laughs> well, I hope y'all like the pre-show. <laughs> You're an asshole, but... Again, I question what exactly is wrong with you. <laughs> what? Eat it, eat it and like let it slam? <laughs> it's, oh. Well, then you suggested that there was that. It's a, at least it's not let him gungum style, which I have somewhere on my computer. That's if an you actual. Play it, thing. it'll be the last thing you ever do. Ooh, uh, go back. That that's an actual thing. Uh, yeah, not for nothing, but. Come on, it's Gangnam Style. Everything is an actual thing with that. At least it's a, it's a lot better than the Gangnam Style Hammer Time mashup. That was horrible. What? There he is. Yeah, you didn't know? It was, I guess it was a kickstart Hammer's returning career. I don't know. Yeah, that's an actual legit mashup. Yes, it is. Yeah, they sang it at an award show, didn't they? Yeah, they sang it at the award show last year, and it was on iTunes, and yeah. I've heard custom mixes better than that. Yeah, well, uh, not for nothing, but Hammer needs to, you know, let it go. God damn it! I think at this point he just needs to fuck it all. Uh, uh go back a couple of decades, he probably did. Uh, oh! <laughs> and that's why he's now preaching it all. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, at least this time you won't be broke. Oh. <laughs> too soon? Never too soon. Not with us. Hi, everybody! <laughs> we are live tonight, week of March 8th, 2014. On the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 1. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, and Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. And the chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can just head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash Network. There is a link that will bring you to the chat room. Or, as I said earlier, live.vognetwork.com. Uh, check-ins are now open. H- come hang out in the forums. We got some fresh drinks. So it's all good. <laughs> well, when we go into our chat room, um, we have ActDev going, Let it slam. Let it slam. Here's my jam. <laughs> And Rageinator wants me to play the the Let It Gang of Style mashup. I might point you to where you can find it online so you can play it yourself. Nemesis yeah, you don't want to play that in close proximity to me. No. Nemesis 47 says, Monstars will be in the sequel in Frozen 2. 
And Rage follows up with, I could have played a Millie Vanilli NKOTB mashup. Uh, no, that will probably piss Mako-chan off, so... Yeah... <clears throat> Much as I like messing with her, there are some things that are kind of sacred to her. Yeah, you don't mess with a girl's chosen boy band. Mm-hmm. Well, you just she... don't. And here I was about to suggest she was a Millie Vanilli fangirl. No, she doesn't want to hear them lip-syncing, you know? <laughs> Girl, you know it's girl, That was terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> okay, well, we have a lot to cover today. Let's let's kickstart shit. Let's start with Ari. How was your week and how was your day? Well, if you, if you guys are listening, you probably hear this. That's me pouring my wine into my frosted Sailor Mercury mug because I freaking need to a drink after this week. I want you to know that was heard perfectly crystal clear. <laughs> awesome. It's a bottle left over from uh, Katsukan, and ironically, it's a Charles Schwa, uh, Shaw uh, 2009 Chardonnay. Oh. And uh, ironically enough, it has a gazebo on the label. Ah, uh, two buck chuck. Yeah, like I said, left over from the room parties. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the other, like earlier in the week, my car w- was uh, acting strange. Yeah. It would start like shaking and like vibrating like a uh, North Korean space shuttle. <laughs> and what happened was like it, it's still under warranty, so I was able to have it taken to the dealership and see what's wrong with it. You're not gonna believe what happened. What? Apparently, sometime during the night, a small animal probably a squirrel, had gotten up under the car into the undercarriage and started chewing some of the wires. Yeah, so that's why I was making all this noise and feeling like it was about to explode. And that's what the dealership told us that it was wrong with it. And unfortunately, it was labeled, stuff like that is considered an act of God and they don't have to pay for it. How? But God didn't tell the squirrel to do that. I'd like to think he didn't either, but that's but that's where the uh, impasse came from. <sighs> so I was out six hundred bucks fixing the goddamn thing. Oh, damn! Which was, and this was the night after I had left when we were partying up in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that very the very next morning after that, it's like. Oh. But uh, at the very least, I uh, did a shift change with someone earlier, so if I had more hours of work tonight, that means I have tomorrow off, which is why I'm chugging the bottle of wine. Can't say I don't blame you. (sighs) So if I get a, so if I come off as a little more talky or a. Unhinged than usual. That's part of what's doing it. Shit, and I don't think anybody here is going to stop you. Trust me. After what happened to me last night, I'm ready to grab the sake bottle and chug that son of a bitch. I ain't stopping you. Mm-hmm. This might be the selective drinking show tonight, given the topics that we're going to cover. <laughs> and Ari, that release about Street Ultra Street Fighter 4 is such bullshit. Oh, you think so too? 
Yeah. And there was even a a, a middle finger to the fans who wanted guys like Retsu and Rainbow Mika to join the uh, Street Fighter forecast. They're like, eh, fuck you. Let me say this before we move on to Mako. Hey, Capcom, we saw what you did there. We liked it better when you did it in Street Fighter Alpha 3. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's how my day went. So, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, okay. Um, very nice. Judges score? <coughs> Seven. Two. Oh! Damn, you Sherman. Well... The East and West German judges do not like you. <laughs> anyway, um, I've basically just been doing, uh, going to work, reading, going to work, reading. Smut. Some of it, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mostly I've just been trying to get ready for this weekend. Oh. Went out shopping, got the stuff for Friday night's dinner. Yeah, that's about it. Wait, tell me what's going on this fr- Friday night. It's uh, it's actually Saturday night. Um, Saturday night is since I wasn't able to do anything for my birthday Thanks, in Elsa. February because of surgery. I decided to reschedule um, my normal trip into Brooklyn and then have everybody come here instead. So, booze and food and Cards Against Humanity. That's what's happening this weekend. Okay, I lost de- track of the date. Oh, I know I know what you're talking about now, and I will definitely be there. You need me to bring anything? Uh, sure. Um, go to the event page. I have crap listed there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will definitely try and bring something. Or maybe I'll try one of those recipes we uh, had both come across on our Facebook feeds. Sounds good. We're getting pizza for dinner. Cool. Even better. Now, if we go to the chat room real quick, uh, ActF is, is giving two shits about Metal Gear Solid 5 and FF10 and the 10 2 remaster. And as I said, I only bought it for Final Fantasy X-2, and he's like, yeah, but you still get ten with it. It's like that time I bought the Dennis Leary um, DVD that came with Sarah Silverman, and they were both for fourteen ninety nine. Meanwhile, the Dennis Leary DVD by itself was 20 bucks, And it's like, I got this for fourteen ninety nine, But yeah, it came with Sarah Silverman. I wasn't spending an extra $5 to get it by itself. I think pot culture still Because was- economics. Yeah. I think Paco still wants me to mail them the DVD so they can blow it up on the air or something like that. That would be awesome. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Alright. <sighs> my week and my day has been pretty good. Like I said, it's just been work and getting shit done. So, this weekend, a friend of mine came up to Philly and we kind of, it was me, Ari, Linwood, a few others, we bar crawled for a little bit and then I hung out in Philly with some friends and then came home because I had shit to do. And then I actually sat down and worked on some more videos. Suffice to say, all of the Senshi Matsuri videos are done. Luckily, because half the footage I recorded was kind of crap, so I'm like, I'm not posting it. If I'm going to post crap, it's going to be quality crap. And then I come home from work 
I see a box sitting on my stoop. Let me tell you something. This this is how safe this neighborhood is. A package for me, which probably showed up around 12 o'clock, was still sitting on the stoop at 8.15 at night. Not bad. Normally, if it's a large package, it'll be like by my door, but something like that, it'll sit on the stoop, on the floor of the stoop, or on the chair. I go over and I grab it. It's my Ronma One Half Season One Blu-ray box set. And I did. Hallelujah! Queue up when you saw it. No, I went the ways of Lord of the Rings. I was just holding it, going, "My precious." What an evil cackle! So I said, "Fuck everything I'm doing. Fuck wrestling. I'm going to sit here and watch at least three episodes." I pop it in. It is glorious. And I'm having a great time until the DVD stops. Yeah, I'm thinking something happened to the PS3. Turn it off. Turn it back on. Nothing. Turn it off. Blast with compressed air. Plays for 10 minutes. Take it out. Unhook it. Run the vacuum over it. Put it back in. Plays for 5 minutes. Come to determination that the optical drive is busted. And I can't complain because I bought it used. I only paid $130 for a Gen 1. And I've had it for about four years. And the only reason why I'm planning on getting it fixed because it has the hardware PS2 compatibility. Huh. And then today I went out and picked up the Final Fantasy X 10 HD Remix Limited Edition. The one that comes with like the little art book and stuff that everyone was saying that was sold out all over. Funny thing though, walked into Best Buy and picked it up and walked right out. Didn't even have to reserve it? Nope. I was actually planning on it. I honestly thought it was just the game itself. I didn't think I was going to get the limited edition. And I go down to GameStop. I'm like, do you have any limited editions? They're like, we don't have any. They're all reserved. I was like, wow. I asked how much the price, which is 39 Evidently, there are some GameStops out there that are charging 49 for the limited edition. Sneaky bastards. Yep. That's why they will never get my money new unless I'm price matching the fuck out of them or I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place like when I picked up uh, Project Diva a um, couple of months ago. And that's just about it. Alright. Kayla, how was your week and how was your day? What's up, homegirl? <laughs> Not much. I mean, let's see. Week has just been, I guess, normal 9 to 5 grind in regards to just work. Um, this weekend, I was in the City of Spring Fest, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, um, I got the grill on standby. Oh, geez, good, because I got a hot dog. Um, but more like, uh, I mean, I guess I kind of made a little accomplishment today. I haven't been to the gym in over a month, and I finally found motivation to go back. Um, I basically looked at my cosplay that I'm going to bring out for Protocon, stared at it for a little bit, and went, I can't do this unless my body gets into better shape. 
And then before I know it, I was in the car on my way to the gym. And I spent only a half hour there, but for a start, it's not terrible. I know what I feel. I was taking martial arts classes, leaving the neck, leaving him like I hurt all over. Next day at work, I'm still hurting, but where am I getting all this energy and strength from? The fuck? <laughs> and, yeah, I have to drop like half my weight before I'm considered quote unquote healthy. Eh, I feel you, dude. But yeah, that printer, Kayla, the fuck? <laughs> Out of the four years I worked at Staples, I only sold one dot matrix ribbon. Ribbon, one. And I think I had. Wait a minute, they still made them? Yes, they do. You can go into Staples.com and buy those ribbon cartridges. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, actually it's pretty hilarious because I was like when. I first went into my job, all of the stores have them. So when I first went in there, I was like, can you still fucking make these things? And I looked at my boss and I was like, dude, the set is like, the computer and this printer are like ancient. Like, what gives? And he's just like, mm, it was cheap. And it's what we've had for the past like 13 years. And I'm just like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to question it. And plus, like, really easy, but. Um, for some reason, having it stay connected to the dial-up is a motherfucker. Mm. Well, the saying goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. The people who come into my shop are broke enough. <laughs> In more ways than one. Yup. Mm. But, apart from that, uh... I'm starting on my Kill a Kill cosplay, which I'm so excited to do. And for those people who don't follow me, I'm doing Ryuko like everybody else. But, um, I've been, uh, Protocon, I am going to do her transformed version. And, I mean, for now, her Castle Point, which is coming up soon, I'm just going to do a regular version. Mm. And, uh,. I'm actually also making a Senketsu Kigurumi right now, and I think I'm probably the first person ever to do it, so... Kind of floating that up a bit. Well, I have got to see that, and if you pull off uh, Ryuko that well, I- I- I'm going I'm going to browbeat you into doing Sakura, Kasugano, and Hinata Wakaba. Oh, Jesus. Ah, rival schools. Yes! Okay, the Capcom fighting game universe, but I know what you meant. Mm-hmm. And right now in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, everyone's talking about Metal Gear Solid 5 and Kiefer Sutherland. So, Mako, uh, you're the resident MGS fangirl. How do you feel? Yeah, what? How do you feel that Hater's not in it and it's Kiefer Sutherland this time? Fuck it. <laughs> I got That's nothing. usual approach to everything, though. Yeah. Pretty much, but I mean, it's not that I'm pissed off that Hater isn't doing a voice because um, I don't think he did the voice in uh, uh, the um, what you call it, the PSP game. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did the voice for that one. But 
he was still on board as story work something or other he still was in with it okay that's what pissed me off is he's not he has nothing to do with this game at all and he's had something to do with the other ones so this one is just like oh we don't need you for the voice so you can go and do whatever the hell you want to do I mean, this is a man that basically the f- first, second movie, uh, second game, mm-hmm. first game, I don't remember, but basically did the script for it. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's what pisses me off. Not that he's not the voice, just that he has nothing to do with this game. Well, according to Jay Green, he did. Well, y'all two can argue that shit out, because we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And so when we get back, I, I got some hot dogs, I got some burgers, I got some ribs. And, and going to fire up this girl. Yeah, the flame, is, the flame is going pretty good. And the quote Eddie Murphy, Foosh, that's a fire, see, that's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people, we'll be back.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku.
Okay, thanks to Winamp that flipped things around, I'm going to have to edit that in the post-production. So that's going to kind of suck. Aw, boo-hoo. It's not so bad, because I I can, like, stretch out the timeline to where I can just get it just perfectly. Mm. I hope y'all liked the little uh, link I gave y'all in the private staff chat. (laughs) Oh, that was hilarious. Ah, Team Four Star does it again. If you're wondering what we're talking about, they did a parody of Do You Want to Build a Snowman to saying Do You Want to Kill a Planet? <laughs> and yeah, Lanavator as Nappa is doing most of the singing. <laughs> and if you've seen any of the two Saiyans play videos, then you knew that would be completely within character for him. Mm, you don't say. Oh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Let's see, where is this one track here? Well, damn, you'd think they would have a copy of this as a, as an um, instrumental, but... Uh, I guess not. I'm trying to find a particular Ron one have track, and it's like, I can't believe there's no instrumental version of this. Meanwhile, I got all this music, and it's like, the hell, man. Uh, so, let me open behave. Let me just drop it in anyway. It's going to be background music anyway, so... Let me guess. It's Winamp, isn't it? No. I actually thought there was an actual instrumental version of the opening theme, the first season opener, because I have other ones. But, somehow, it fell off the face of the planet. Go figure. So, anywho, like I said during the uh, opening... I got my hands on the Ronma One Half Blu-ray D- Blu-ray box set. Um, right stuff is cool, people's, because I got it a week before everybody else. I guess if you pre-order it, they'll send it to you as soon as they get it, which is pretty cool. So I go ahead, I pop the DVD in, and it's clean. It doesn't look like a VHS. Doesn't look like whatever copies they had that they poured at the DVD. These are the high, I'm guessing the high quality 35 millimeter masters that they went with. They had to recolor it all. More or less. I think, I think that's what the, yeah, like what the delay was, is they had to fully recolor everything. Yeah, it was like not just recolor, but they had to like lighten everything up. I mean, it's. Make it less washed out looking? Yeah, pretty much. There are some slight audio issues, but I don't find it. I don't have a problem with it because I, I was listening to the dub track. Um, female Ronda's voice is, sounds a little bit more teenage girlish. So I thought that was okay. Uh, Soon's voice isn't as deep, but I think it kind of falls into place as you watch. And what was cool is that it's the original opening where it tells you like the, like the credits in the original kanji... And, and the lyrics are going across, which was which was not in the VHS or the DVD releases. And they had the original eye catch with the with the title episode, and I thought that was really awesome. That kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. And also, what they did in the duh and the edits when it when it, it flips to where instead of having the kanji for Ranma, they had the English logo. They had the original Japanese, which was cool. I really, I really love that. And like I said, I was only able to watch 10 minutes of it until my PS3 decided to give me the middle finger. So, 
So maybe later tonight, it'll be nice. I can kind of watch another episode, and I can try to get it a little bit of Final Fantasy X playing. But I guess I have a, sp a shelf just for my Ron when I have DVDs. I haven't finished collecting the the normal DVDs. I'm like three seasons behind. Um, yes, I need seasons five, six, and seven, which I will acquire. And then I'm gonna put my Blu-rays right next to them. I'll, I'll say this much. If you have a Blu-ray player, get the Blu-rays. It, it's it's worth it. I don't say this all this often. This is like the best $40 I've spent in a very long time. And who's doing the deep breathing? I love how once you pointed out it does. I know, right? Don't tell me to, don't tell me the line is haunted or some shit like that. The call is coming from inside the podcast. I repeat, the call is coming from inside the podcast. Abort! Goddamn Mako-chan, why do we do that at the same time? <laughs> oh, and uh, and Jeff uh, corrected me. Uh, Ranma was shot on 16mm instead of 8, which is just as awesome. And it's like, you remember how I talked about how watching Ghibli's last film was like such a refreshing throwback? Mm -hmm. That's how I felt with this. And as um, Act Def said, give me the video quality with Latin American dub and I'll be good. Bro, if, if there's a Viz Mexico that's doing it, it may just happen. And Rage says, sounds like someone is deep throating their microphone. Well, Ew. now. Wow. Wow. Where the hell did you get that comparison from? I don't know. And as Jay Green says, he spent over $700 for it all. Damn. Look, there was a time where I was going to get the VHS DVD, uh, VHS OVAs box set for 99 bucks. I was going to one year at a con. By the time I got to the table, sold out. But that's okay. I I do remember years ago. I uh, not not years. I don't remember when I when I first picked up the the volume one DVD box set. I sent the picture of it to my now ex girlfriend, and we met through Ronma. And she responded with, "Where did you find that?" And I responded with, "Wouldn't you like to know?" <laughs> no, really. Where did you find it? Response: Best Buy. There isn't one by me. Don't know what to tell ya. Sucks to be you. Yep. And as Jeff B says, this is the kind of treatment I wish Funimation gave Yu Yu Hakusho when they re-released that on Blu-ray, and that was a beautiful release. I didn't even know the series was on Blu-ray. I have to pick that up. But I'm ho that's why I'm kind of psyched for the Bubblegum Crisis Blu-ray release. And just, just imagine the money that Funimation would make if they re if they released all 200 episodes of Sailor Moon as digital remasters. Never happen. I know, but what if it did? I think that's one of those titles where it doesn't matter how much, whatever the price point is, people will still buy it. 
I keep throwing my money at the computer, but nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah, and as Jay Green says, the box sets were $150, $160 each. The OVAs and $99, 40 when it first came out. Dude, I used to work in a video store. I used to get them for like half price because I got them directly from the wholesaler. <laughs> and Game of Girl like says, so many broke Moonies. You're going to find Moonies deciding do they want to drop the money on the first season Blu-rays or fix up their Seifuku. They're like, decisions, decisions. <laughs> Fuck the Seifuku. Get the DVDs, get the Blu-rays. Worth it. And do Your casual cosplay. Going anywhere. Fuck that, do casual cosplay. Be like, worth it. <laughs> Okay, um, Ari, I know we didn't get a chance to cover this last week, but you said you watched uh, Cool Japan. Yeah, and I'm not sure if anyone else has heard of it before, either in the chat or on the podcast, but uh, you guys ever watch any of uh, NHK World? No, but I think I get that, but I forget the guy's name that runs Cool Japan or something like that. Uh, His name isn't introduced on the show, at least Mm -hmm. not in the English release. I think it's... Danny something. I might be wrong. I don't remember. I know I'm following him on Facebook. Anyway, a little refresher for people who haven't heard of it. Basically, it's like these two hosts, one guy, one girl, they, uh, they, it's about an hour long or so, this show, and their topic is something in Japan that is popular overseas. Like that, That's the uh, thesis for the entire series, but every episode is uh, based on a different topic. Now, I end up watching this mostly because I'm a, it airs on Sunday, so mm. whenever I end up on, working on Sunday and one exit where there's a little TV in the booth, I just start. I found it accidentally by idly flipping by. Mm-hmm. They're talking about video games, I think. But the last time I worked there on a Sunday, they were actually queuing up Cool Japan, and the topic was cosplay. Now, they usually have like about three or four different uh, topics to talk about, and they have an international panel, which is no uh, way of saying there's eight people living in Japan from uh, different like, different countries mm-hmm. to uh, get their own perspectives. Like, there always seems to be an American citizen, a British subject, a Chinese national, and then, like, the other five are like taken from like all over the world. I think the last time there was someone from Lebanon. Mm-hmm. All right, so... You said this episode was about cosplay. Yep. All right, so what did they talk about? Also, the show uses Tank as its opening theme, which I thought was awesome. Nice. But yeah, they understand that that people like to uh, dress up as different anime and video game characters and whatnot, especially like overseas. But uh, I'm not sure if they're familiar with the whole convention scene or... If God forbid they have their own version of uh, anime conventions in Japan they for uh, Western animation, I don't know about that, but they do have Comic Cat. What would they call it anyway? Mation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, like there are a couple things they talked about. One of them was this. Uh, it was like three or four different things. One was a uh, a shop specifically geared toward uh, tailors who make the outfits for the uh, characters. As a matter of fact, one of the guides for the uh, for the panelists was uh, cosplaying as uh, Mikasa from Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. And he even queued up uh, 
the opening theme too. Which was odd because I usually like to uh, say things like, oh, what's the best way to describe it? As, uh, you know, like dancing around the uh, trademarks. Yeah. But to see they actually name checked was uh, pretty fun. But yeah, the, t these two guys, uh, I think one was from Italy and the other one was from uh, America, I think. They're like taking in a shot, they're like giving these two characters to uh, dress up as and do a little mini photo shoot. I think one of them actually cross-played, which mm -hmm. he actually found pretty fun all, to get, all together. That's cool. And the other one was this uh, wig and this combination wig slash prop shop and uh, photography studio. Like, you could actually see them, like, putting together the wigs, you know, cutting them down to the mm -hmm. uh, proper, you know, little idioms of their hair. That's and then cool. they got to do a little photo shoot. And another one I found was kind of odd, the third one. This guy, had he like, hangs around this train station dressed up as a uh, Super Sentai-esque character because he's a, as you found out, is insanely introverted and doesn't like having it, like, showing his true identity, not even for the cam for the cameras. They showed him in his uh, civvy attire, and he was, he had that cool Japan logo as it's uh, mm -hmm. censoring his face. Basically, what he does is he hangs around this one train station, which doesn't have any access for handicapped people or any elevators or escalators. So, like, some uh, mother has to, like, has trouble carrying their stroller down. Mm -hmm. He, like, walk up to him and ask him to uh, do it for him. So he's kind of like a little superhero in that regard. And one of the panelists, uh, he, he is a green version of him for whatever reason. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, one of the panelists got to do the uh, uh, blue version of them. And at the end of at the end of every episode, they like to uh, point out which one of their topics that they discussed was the most favorable among their panel to quote unquote send out to the world. And the one they picked was the uh, tailors who made the cosplay outfits. Mm. So overall, it was a pretty good episode. Yes, one of the better ones. All right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely had my attention, obviously. Now, so I'm, mm -hmm. as, I'm, as I'm watching, I'm thinking, I would love to see them try to, like, see someone my size saying, hey, I'd like an outfit like this, and, and just see the look of abject panic on their face, or the hosts saying, oh, wow, you mean people like, so as your size like to uh, cosplay too? Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure, we like we tend to play to our body types or whatever, but mm -hmm. people still like to cosplay no matter what what their uh, physiology is. Gotcha. It's, it, the hosts are the the two, the guy and the girl, and usually the third is a academic or a scholar of some kind, usually a college professor. Mm. I forget what I forget what their uh, names were for that episode. Okay, and and now I remember the guy that's behind Cool Japan. If he's not behind, he's like kind of helps it. His name is Danny Chu. That's its name. That's his name. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're gonna flip things around just a little because the fire is getting a little hot. So, Reginator's already thrown the gas on it by bringing up the subs versus dub debate Let's again. Yes. There are some things you don't talk about, you know. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. This should, this sets the tone right here. Now, uh, Jeff B. asks, con roasting, what the hell? Okay, for the, I guess for the last three years, there is a local convention here. They like to call themselves a convention. <laughs> it's called Springfest. It's on a college campus. As we know, for every good college campus convention, there are two or three that's like an over-glorified anime meetup. The, when I decided to go back, I went with Lexi and Ari, and they're like, the fuck is this shit? And my response, we got in for free. Don't complain. And then, last year, where everybody just hung out in the cafeteria, staring at the, uh, the, the scribbled sign on cardboard, and dancing, because all the action was there, and you couldn't go to opening ceremonies because you didn't have a VIP badge. Mind you... I the, didn't even know VIP badges were a thing at that point. And all the badges had no names. They were just color-coordinated. So you had to know by color what department or what type of badge you had. So I figured, you know, it can't be all that bad. Send a request for press. They gotta start somewhere. Denied. I'm like, well, I guess they're still mad about the review we gave them last year, even though <laughs> it was the harsh truth. It's like I said, if you don't live in the five boroughs, there are better ways to spend your 25 bucks. And as people complained about the price of admission, here's the thing. Wait, did you write the review or was it me? I wrote last year's. You wrote the one year before last. Well, it's flattering that they read the reviews, but uh, they might be taken a little bit harshly. Yeah. But here, here's the thing, though. Um, I lost my train of thought. Fuck it. All right. So, anywho, we didn't go this year, but our awesome cosplay correspondent, Kayla, went. Yes, I did. So, here are your ribs. Please, tell us about Springfest. Okay. Strap yourself in, please. Oh, boy. For a ride. Oh, boy. Alright, so, um, I showed up at Springfest on Saturday, and of course, I showed up late, the line was ridiculous. Um, the line was surprisingly organized, even though it was long, mm. um, they had several staff members outside to receive us and just kind of get everyone direct. And thank God all of them were paying attention. I can really respect that. Got inside and, uh, you know, it was basically how it was last year. Kind of crowded, a bunch of kids kind of wandering around. Um, and uh, the uh, artist alley, rather, the dealer's room was much bigger this year because they kind of held it in the... Uh, gym instead of the side room that was used last year so there was many more like spaces for vendors um but i always even though this is my second time going to spring fest i always saw it as kind of like a uh kind of like a friend con which is stupid because i feel even though it's very small convention Mm -hmm. charging 30 dollars for two days I think they really need to lower the price, especially when people like me have to pay more money to get into the city. Like, in order for me to drive in, 
I have well, not drive in. Sorry, in order for me to take a train in, coming from where I'm going, in order to get to Grand Central, round trip ticket cost me thirty one bucks. Okay. You didn't say drive because a the toll going over the bridges is like I think at like fifteen dollars at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good going. Like either way, really freaking expensive. And I have to say that on Saturday, I mean, there wasn't really anything to complain about. Surprisingly, it was just more like a hangout thing. I spent most of the time up in the uh, photography room, which they had set up last year, hanging out with um, my uh, the guys from the Wheat Rise crew, which I'm one of the spokesmodels for. All right, now a couple and... quick, couple of quick things. I mean to cut you off. Now remember the pricing issue. The reason why they have to charge is because. NYU will not let them have to build the facilities for free for more than one day. So part of that is to cover the cost of renting out the floors that they need. Oh, gotcha. People forget that. And yeah. And was the fourth floor like photographer's row again this year? Um, the fourth floor? To be honest, I didn't know because the entire weekend I did not go up to the fourth floor. I was either on the ground floor, outside, right. or I was on the third floor. Okay, cool, cool in the little photography hall. But, like I said, Saturday, nothing really to write home about, negatively or positively, although, I guess positively, something good did happen to me. Outside of the convention, I tried Shake Shack for the first time. Oh, they finally opened it. What was yep, it? Yup, I, I have been missing out. Holy shit. Hey, I, what's it called? Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Oh. This is uh, this is a place where I've seen, I know where the original location is, I've seen people standing out there Three hours to order. Really? Exactly, dude. Yeah. So, um... Okay, so the part where it gets interesting. Sunday. Believe it or not, the masquerade for the convention was moved to Sunday after the closing ceremonies for the convention itself. Wait, what, 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 what? Stop. Stop. Okay, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I, 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 I'm stopping the music. What do you mean the masquerade was held after closing ceremonies? It was held after closing ceremonies on Sunday. The fuck? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. They moved it at the last minute. And no one was alerted. Like, everyone who wanted to enter the contest wasn't even, like, told until very last minute. So, if... You only went on Saturday. You were Because mm. normally for a two-day con, whether it's Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, your masquerade's always on Saturday. Yeah. Makes absolutely no sense. But, you know what? I just, even though it was weird and really bad, I let it slide. Then I started hearing a lot of talk from everyone saying that a lot of the panels we're running like over and mm -hmm. very late and i mean that's kind of the responsibility of the staff to yes. kind of like pull their head in and just be like hey uh 10 minute warning or something like that and then you wrap it up right but from what i heard again like just heard because i didn't go to any panels because panels aren't normally my thing um let's see i know that some were like up to a half hour to an hour late Probably was the probably was Taro's hentai panels because I have been told his panels extend longer. No pun intended. Hey <laughs> And like I remember um, Keiko's um, 
dating game, that, that generally runs a lot longer because trying to get people together to kind of calm down and let it go, but still. Yeah, actually, I don't think it was even those. I think it was a couple of other panels. Mm -hmm. But, again, with that, I let it slide. The uh, piece de resistance in regards to shittiness that happened at Spring Fest happened at the actual masquerade. Oh, On um, this day, I was um, jury from New Haku Show, and for those of you that don't know, she's one of the announcers at the truck tournament. Mm -hmm. And my cosplay partner, Pixie Bell, cosplay, was Kodo. So, um, Pixie was one of the judges for the cosplay contest. Mm -hmm. And we thought it would be good for, since she was one of, I guess, the people behind the contest, if I could be the announcer. So she just asked one of the staff members, and lo and behold, I became the impromptu announcer. So it, I was basically running the freaking show, and I had to not be lame, which I managed to succeed in doing, thank God. That's good. But, yeah. But, um, so the panel, uh, no, not the panel, the, the thing didn't start until a half hour later. But then before it happened, these two staff members got up on the stage. And they were just like, thank you for coming out. Thank you for supporting us. And we were thinking, oh, that's good. They're kind of they're kind of making it formal, just like thanking everybody for spending their money, blah, blah, blah. But then they made probably the poorest decision that they could make, which is they turned it into an open forum for any questions or concerns regarding the convention as a whole when the mass raid was going on. It wasn't Because like, there's no way that can possibly go bad. It's like, excuse me, yeah. excuse me. Uh, yeah, I got, I got, I have something to say about the con. Uh, what do you want to say? Uh, let me give you this tome right here. Thunk. Let's start at page one of 10,000. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, just, it was more like, like, we're already like delayed, so we like there was no way asking this question was going to get that short response that were going to be answered just as short as they were asked. So the delay went on for another half hour, and they like usually I think like the more appropriate thing to do would be handing out after like an event happened, have like a little table with comment cards and stuff like that, and write down what you liked, what you disliked, and what needs to be improved on, and what could be added and blah, blah, blah. But turning it into a live face-to-face -face forum is not a good idea in that, one, people can sometimes take longer to phrase their ideas. They're not as eloquent. They can't um, get everything out because they stutter. It just depends on the person. But in this case, not only was that happening, but also the staff members did not take the criticism well and were arguing with the people that were giving them criticism. Oh, I, I wish... Okay, that alone, I wish I was there for that because I would have gotten in their face about that shit. Yeah, and Fuck. just... Everyone was talking about... um, Everyone was talking about how panels were running late and how staff was rude because on Sunday, some of the volunteer staff decided that they remembered... Oh, I'm a volunteer, but I'm tired of being here, so I'm gonna treat everybody like shit. And in regards to that, just like don't let one shitty person, because every con has them, mm -hmm. like reflect upon your behavior for the rest of the convention. But needless to say, a lot of people let that happen, and also a lot of 
staff, like a couple of staff members, which oh, this only happened on Sunday. On Saturday, things were actually organized, and I was happy with it. Okay. Sunday, there were people who were just fed up with being there. They were bitching to the cosplayers and the attendees, and just kind of when you get to that, when you're in that position, and you get to that point where you're just fed up, you kind of like get what I call Malcott syndrome, which is basically you think that part of your title gives you more power than it actually does, and you become just this ruling, like this monarchistic, that's even a word, asshole. So that's what happened with a couple people. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was just it was just a fucking mess. And then I had to, as soon as I got on, I just stepped on the stage and I said, okay, everybody close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out. Everyone okay? Good. Let's get the shit over with. Let's start this bitch. And I mean, the cosplay um, thing was just—it was—it was fun. There was a lot of really, really good cosplayers. That's good. A lot more than last year, and I was like really happy. Um, but in regards to skits, only two people entered, and it was kind of discouraging. But that's not where the shitty part ends. Oh no. Um, those same two staff members. We're supposed to run off and fetch people to be in the um, audio booths. We were going to have the, uh, the plan was we were going to start out with the, uh, like, I guess the skits. So that as we uh, go up and announce the cosplay winners, because we already had those picked out because we did like almost like a dress rehearsal where everyone kind of showed up and showed off their stuff. Right. As we were doing the announcement for who won that, the judges were going to mull over who would win the uh, skit contest. Mm-hmm. But turns out, lo and behold, after that little critique thing, there's no one in the fucking audio booth. So, so nobody was in the audio booth with their iPod? Nope. Not a person. Not wow. even a tumbleweed. It was that fucking empty. So <laughs> we had to move the cosplay contest announcing to the beginning, which was just a huge pain in the butt. And then after that, we had to take a five to ten minute break and wait for every for people to actually get to the booth, which they did really fucking late. And then when we came back, we were able to announce the winners. I mean, we were able to sorry, we were able able to show the skits and then announce the winners of that. But the whole thing was just unorganized. If you know that there's going to be a cosplay contest or just a masquerade, you know that some people are going to have to be using audio. Some people are going to have to be using microphones. You want people in that sound booth from the time it starts to the time that all sound clips are played through and nothing needs to be done anymore. So the fact that there wasn't anybody in there to start it and we had to wait and get people to take their sweet time to bring people into the sound booth was really just... It was not professional at all. See, that doesn't surprise me in the very least. Yeah, and I like I try to be optimistic about stuff like that, but I mean, optimism can only get you so far, and then when it doesn't pay off, you're just like, oh, well, shit. Fuck <laughs> this, you know. Yeah, but also, um, I'm in the uh. I'm in the chat room right now, and Gamer Girl X says, I find more cosplayers don't want to enter the masquerade for fun anymore. They don't think that they can win. They just don't participate. That's the reason why I do not enter masquerades. I don't care how good my craftsmanship is. I don't care about anything like that. I do it for fun. Mm-hmm. People can acknowledge that it's good. But the thing is, there's always going to be better people. There's always going to be worse. I don't care how passionate you are with somebody. 
don't turn it into a contest. It's a hobby. We're all in it to have fun. And that's what people keep forgetting. And that's one of the reasons why the cosplay community in the past three years has become this huge shit fest. And it's just, it's terrible. And I've had times where I've looked at my sewing machine and gotten really like happy about starting a project. And then I'll go on Facebook or I'll go on cosplay.com mm-hmm. or just online on Kotaku or something. And there's some freaking rigmarole going on. I'm just like, do I really want to continue? So in reality, like. Funny you mention that. Something I'm going to bring up a little bit later. So please continue. Yeah. I mean, that was basically the long and the short of it. Yeah. Um, it was, in a way, it was better than the other, uh, than last year. And in a way, it was just awful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, um, that's all I have to say about, uh, Spring Fest. And I honestly do not know if I'm going to go back next year, if anything. I'll go down to the city and only spend the train ticket to wait until people get out of the convention so I can hang out with my friends. But I don't think I'm going to be coming back unless things change and people actually take criticism this year because they sure as hell didn't take it from last year. Mm. And case closed, bring in the dancing lobsters. Now, in response to what you said about the cosplayers... And doing it for the attention and this and that. Now, I- I've said this plenty of times. I got into cosplay. I used to do skits to compete to win. Didn't win. Said, fuck it. Go up there, do what I gotta do. Start having a fun time, started winning shit. I've won enough awards where I can compete on the master level. But you know what? I just... I'm like, you know what? I got an idea for a skit. Let's get it together. Let's go up on stage. Let's fucking do this. And then when we're done, okay, we're done. Let's go back to my room. Let's break out the booze, you know? Done enough. <laughs> yeah. That's my mindset. I'm like, fuck it. I just want to go up there, have a good time, and just roll with it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Now, as you are saying about, about the whole cosplay and the attention. Now, this was something that caused a major shitstorm on my personal Facebook. And because of the way these two cosplayers handled the situation... I've pretty much put a ban on them on my website. No interviews from them, no nothing. If you can't show respect to other people in the cosplay community that are your elders, I just don't care to deal with you. Now, Kayla, you're caught up on Kill the Kill, right? Yes, I am. See, I'm still I'm still like 10 episodes behind. It seems there was an episode where they were fighting at the beach. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a cosplay by the name of Chinasaur. She's doing an Indiegogo pre- pre- nudist beach print pre-order. She's doing pre-orders for Satsuki's uh, micro bikini um, cosplay. Okay. Now, the goal is $500. She hit her goal within two days. As she says okay. here, this is essentially a pre print pre-order. Nudist Beach has actually been out of my comfort zone, so I probably won't be posting any photos of it on my page for a while. But I still like my followers to have access to images right away if they like. So that's why I'm doing this. Pre-pre-order for prints. I'm only going to be printing off one round of Nudist Beach prints, and they won't be put up in my store envy, so they're only available through this campaign. Fortunately, putting up the image of the prints here 
just kind of defeats the purpose of the prince is going to be surprised. But hey, who doesn't love surprises, right? Now, my thing is this. How are you going to sit there and do, like, this pre-shoot in front of everybody else and charge people for it? I mean, if you want to know if people are interested in doing it, take the pictures, put them on your personal website, and garnish pre-orders from there or something like that. It's like... We're all online for the movie, and people are paying ten extra bucks to jump the line and get and to see it before everybody else. Well, it's an asshole thing to do, I think. Yeah. Well, I saw what happened on your uh, mm-hmm. on your thing, and I do have an opinion. And if I can go just, for like, it, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence with this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I saw this going on. And I think everybody remembers this. It went back to this girl who um mm-hmm. she started an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or something to do a I guess like beach lingerie style Princess Peach. Yeah, former porn star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was char- like she said, if you donated two thousand dollars, you get a Skype conversation with her for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, like this girl, I'm looking at the page right now and. As for the, uh, like, prices, I mean, how much you want to, like, the set donations, like $10, dollars $30. In a way, it's not necessarily that bad because it's, like, at the bottom, the most expensive is $3 more prints. So it's, like, several prints for $30. And if you think about the price of a print for a cosplayer, they run mm-hmm. anywhere from $10 to $20, depending on the size, depending on the content. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's... It's not like she's asking for anything ridiculous. Right. If we really want to pin blame on people when it comes to Indiegogos and Kickstarters, it's the people that get too into cosplayers and donate like three hundred plus dollars for something. That's what happened and with this. One of her fans dropped three hundred bucks right there. I mean, well, yeah, but that's his money to. Yeah. It's not like she has a three hundred dollar limit goal, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's she doesn't have a three hundred dollar. Oh, here if you spend three hundred dollars, I'll come over and suck your dick. <sighs> it's not that there's something like that on there. Her highest one is thirty dollars. This one that you're talking about, I actually don't have an issue with, because it is for prints. It's not like oh, you get to see it before everybody else. It's like no, you get a physical copy of the picture. The one that Kayla was talking about, the uh, the Princess Peach. Yeah. I had an issue with that one because she was actually looking for money to get the camera to take the pictures mm-hmm. to. That's what I had an issue with. See, my issue with this, with the whole new beach print thing is this. is how you carry yourself. That was my only issue. If you're doing it, be like, yeah, I'm doing it. No shame in my game. Don't be rolling up and be like, oh, I heard you talking shit about me. What I do is my goddamn business... Get that kitty shit out of here. It's like it's like it's like we said on the podcast like a few weeks ago. If you want to go ahead and be a cam model, do this and do that, just own up to it. Be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I got to do what I got to do. It's like I said, I can't knock her hustle on that. I knock her attitude and how she carried the situation. That's that's it. And the white knighting, you know, that's my that was my only problem. Yeah, the way that I see it is, I mean, when it comes to, like, 
again, Indiegogo's and Kickstarter's, when it comes to doing like photo shoot projects like that, I'm I'm torn between why are you exploiting money and kudos on you for having the marketing power to exploit that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but this girl, like, I don't know her. I'm not going to pass judgment on her. Um, I'm just, to be honest, I don't, like, I don't really know. I feel like I need to ask her a bit myself about the thing going on. But I, I know that it does say that she was a bit, like, you said, right, it was, she was a bit nervous about doing mm-hmm. the set, right? Yeah. It was out of her comfort zone. Yeah. Um, well, but, in a way, mm-hmm. if you, like, release them on your site, um, maybe she's kind of, she doesn't want everybody to see. And also when you show it on the site, like publicly for everybody to see, the more fans you have, the faster that shit is going to be shared. And maybe you want like people who are good enough fans that'll be, I guess, maybe more private about it to see them in regards to just everybody. And that like, that's all I'm saying. Like, even I'm, like, I'm going to be doing freaking Geek Goddess. And mm-hmm. the fact that, like, people have to pay to see me, it's, like, it kind of makes me feel, I guess, a little bit safer in a way. I don't know. I, I guess, like, what I just said was a whole lot of um word salad, but I think you get my draft. Yes. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. I mean, like I said, as long as you are mature about the situation and you're and you're going to own up to it, that's cool. If you're going to be an immature little shit, then you can just take a fucking walk because I've lost all my respect for you. Now, as GamerGirlX says, I remember back in the day, other well-known cosplayers had PayPal donation buttons on their website to support their hobby and web pages. What's the difference between that and Indiegogo Kickstarters? Now, here's the thing. Back in the day, the, the PayPal buttons were, you gave a few dollars to help, you know, help the cosplayer get the fabrics that they needed or to help pay for the sites because back then you were paying like anywhere between 25 to 30 dollars a month and then if you went over your bandwidth it was just redunk now it's out the ass yes and now with the indigo with the crowdfunding it's like some cosplayers are realizing if i set this goal i can get not just one but one two three four five and six there's a difference between you know Helping a friend out with a few dollars and paying for their and paying for their hobby. If you ask me, that's the difference. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on Vognetwork.com, use the passphrase alcohol. <sighs> so but you know, it, it's what the younger generation sees and you know, it's just gonna take time for it to flip and rotate and we have to give the middle finger to the Skype gods because it drop kicked uh, Kayla but she will be back uh, as soon as she get as soon as it brings her back in alright so give her the flying swiss death uppercut as she uh, was jumping onto her point sure you can <laughs> alright so anywho now the next uh, tidbit that came up is that Anime Next is hosting WCS 2015 preliminaries World Cosplay Summit. Hooray! But Anime Next is in June. Isn't WCS like in May or some shit like that? It's like as soon as the season ends, they're going to give everybody a week off to kickstart the 2015 season. Well, 
you know, new car, like new cars for the following year end up end up dropping around July and August. Yeah, August, so, uh, August, September. I see that. Now I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what they're going for. Yeah, I can understand the prelims coming around third quarter of 2014. I get that, but it's like. It's too fucking soon. There are people I know who are getting ready for the current 2014 prelims, all right? Well, yeah, I mean, people are getting ready for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but this is 2015. The competition isn't in May. The competition is in September, I think. Yeah, but see, you know, that's that doesn't but, make sense. Why I are mean, you... you have to... The reason why they're doing that is because when you go to Japan for the competition, you have to have a lot of costumes. You have to have the costume that you're competing in. You have to have a costume that you're going to do for the parade. You have to have a costume if you end up going to the other parade. There's a lot of shit you need to do to be able to go to Mm -hmm. Japan. Right. So I can completely understand why they're doing prelims so early. And again, this is just a prelim. So, I mean, it's not that you win this and it's like, oh, yeah, you have time to basically sit and do nothing. No, you win this and you have to make sure that everything is perfect and you only have a year. Yeah, I know, but I just don't like how it's overlapping like that. You know, that's the thing I have issues with. I what, guess because they're doing it this year and it's next year? No, I don't have a problem. It's just, oh, it's like you're kickstarting the 2015 season, but the 2014 season isn't over yet. You feel like they're jumping a gun on it, in other words. Yes. And now, here's the thing. Now, this is something that I, I, I like Kayla mentioned earlier about people saying how bad the con sucks. Now, I understand conventions will suck to a certain point. But people don't realize the same gripes and issues you have with one con, somebody will have with this con and that con and that con and that con. Now, what's now for those of you who don't know, the same weekend of Anime Next is Colossal Con. It's a big convention in Sandusky, Ohio, where your badge oh, gets so you. <laughs> that badge gets you into the convention center and to the water park. As I said, there's I have, a water park at the con. Right yeah, there is. Yeah. Stuff. See, is I, it a nice water park? I yeah. heard it is. I will not get into reasons why I won't go, but it's what bothers me is like you know what, Anime Next fucking sucks. I'm going to, I'm going to Colossal Con. Well, why does it suck? Because it just does. Well, wow, it, that that's not petulant at all. Exactly. I mean, not for nothing. If you want to spend all that much money. <laughs> Oh, go do you. If you're going to go and say the con was great, then yeah, but if you come back and say, yo, that con sucked, and well, hey, what do you expect? Now, yeah, so I'm just wondering how many people, re- I'm wondering how many people are going to Colossal Con and now are seeing that World Cosplay Summit is going to be at Anime Next and going, son of a bitch. See, now, now supposedly Anime Next did, they just, you know, just for as in shots fired at Colossal. <laughs> That's what some people are assuming. Come up with a legitimate reason that you don't want to go to, in this case, Colossal Con in Sandusky, Ohio, such as it's in Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Most of this the is people's... a movie where Tommy Boy was filmed. 
No, That's most people's it. issue about Anime Next is that they get the same guests every year. And for the most part, they do. Mm-hmm. So it's the same people going. It's the same guests. It's the same sometimes okay DJs and sometimes what the hell were they thinking DJs. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why people are like, you know what? Screw that. If it's going to be the exact same shit over and over, let's go to something else. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, really... I, I understand that, mm -hmm. but at the same time, if they can't enunciate and they can't say why, and somebody else has to go, oh, yeah, it's probably because of this, this, and this, that's not a good enough reason. Mm -hmm. Speak. Speak your mind. If you can't say because everything is the same over and over and over again, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, my reason for going to Classicon is... I've been going to Anime Next, I've gone to three. And while it's going to sound really, I guess, kind of pretentious of me, as a con, it really doesn't do anything for me anymore, and I want to get to see new things. Also, there's a matter of people going there that hate my guts, and Adam knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to just... And the thing is, I can't, I can't judge you on your comments because you've been to Anime X a couple of times, so you already have a feel of what it's going to be. So, which I get, and I, and I understand that. Yeah. But um, I mean, just knowing what I'm probably like going to be able to do when I go to this con. It just it's so much more appealing than anime next and i mean maybe one day i'll return mm -hmm. but for now it kind of has to be put up on the shelf and i and i understand that and that brings us to our open forum topic of the week oh boy if there were two conventions the same weekend and one is closer to you that you've always attended aside from financial issues what reason would you not go because I don't want people saying, oh, I can't go to this con because I'm broke. Well, you've got the money to go. you got these two cons. One is like 20 minutes from you. The other one is like six hours from you. Which one are you going to go? Which one will you go to? What reasons? So, now, I got some great answers here. We got one from Seiya, who is a part of Starnai Industry, Starlet Creations, and Kinmoku Revolution, and Last Chance Miyu. We love we loved them. Um, She agreed... Well, before we get to her, let me start at the bottom and work my way up, because I forget that's how Facebook does it. From Bobby Steele, he goes, It would depend on the amount of guests, because more is better, organization is the key, and plus the size of the hotel or the convention. It would come down to guests if I haven't met this person, he's going to that convention, but I really want to meet this person at this other convention, but there's less guests at this one, so it would be very hard to eliminate. It's like picking a door on Let's Make a Deal. You don't know which door or in the case, Anime Con is better. Go with your gut instinct. I don't know. They actually solved the uh, Monty Hall problem a while ago. Mm. From Mark Nason, he goes, I think one of the reasons would be friends, as in which friends are going to what con. If it's the closer con, then it'd be pretty likely I'd see the people more often than not. With further away con, more of my friends who I don't see at all are more likely to go. A second reason would be like, who has the better guest? But I think that I will go with my first answer. Now, from Alicia, she's like, she she said she's like, it can be from the guest lineup being subpar. Many people attend the con for the guests. If you get the same guests over and over, what reason would that fan go to said show? Unless you're a diehard fan of said guests, but it gets old quick. 
if you have the same issues as previous year, like registration taking up most of your day, and they never fix this problem, I will be bothered waiting online all day. The atmosphere. I have a feeling I know what Khan is referring to, and I know, depending on the crowd and attending, my mood can be good or bad. If there's a particular show that has a huge attendance of middle school to high schoolers, I feel out of place. I know a couple of shows I attend, this is more frequent and more obvious, these cons have a tendency to have issues of fire alarms being pulled and other issues and so forth. These are just a few factors, but enough to make or break the show. And as from Saya, she agrees with, uh, with Alicia on, on, on similar, on similar t- issues. The main reason she attends conventions, friends will be there if they have an LCM show. I tend to avoid cons, lack of organization, that can apply to registration, your line con, all the way through complete disorganization of the schedule. And if a con has outgrown its venue, sometimes get, you know, that can also be it, and guests can sway my choice, but not very often. I mean, like, the outgrown its venue, yes, that's happened to Anime Next multiple times, which is why, you know, if you go this year, they have some cool news, so, yeah. I mean, personally, maybe, like I said, next year, I will do Colossal Con. I've gone Anime Next for, like, for, since it's from, from year one. I've gone 12 straight years. I've had fun. Let me go break from that. Go do another con. And let's see what they have to say and see what they have to offer, which I think would be pretty fucking cool. Mm. Now that we've gotten all of that out the way, let's go ahead and let's cover these issues with anime, our news from Japan, break and wrap things up. But first, let's talk about something that kind of pretty much exploded on the internet. I have to thank uh, Dark Tetsuya, one of the new staffers for Anime Jam Session, who brought this to my attention. We thought this was fake until MissDream.org confirmed it. So, Mako, would you like to take this? Uh, sure. Go for it. Details about the new Sailor Moon anime. It's going to be called Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, the, uh, Toei Animation released the first key image for the new series, revealing that the animation will look completely different from the first anime and has captivated millions of fans around the world. Staying true to the style of Sailor Moon manga, um, Sailor Moon Crystal promises to be visually stunning. Uh, the costumes in the first ins- uh, installment of Sailor Moon were a little different from the original manga. But in this new anime, Sailor Moon's brooch, choker, and the feather accessories in her hair are all similar to the manga version. Uh, The characteristic transparent quality of Takeuchi's uh, illustrations uh, to make an appearance. Uh, In addition, all aspects from Usagi Tsukino's lighter-than-air hair to the rippling pleats in her skirt are just like the the original illustrations. An irresistibly awesome aspect for any Sailor Moon fan. So, yeah, basically, um, if you look at the picture, which I'm guessing a lot of people have looked at the picture. Yes. She's very much uh, more adult looking. Mm-hmm. Um, the original anime made them look like little girls because it was for little girls. I mean, I'm not talking like yeah. five-year-olds, right. but the they manga... look younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the manga makes them look like they're older teens where the anime made them look like they were younger teens. Yes. So, yeah, so, I mean, 
it's looking good, and I really, really hope that the uh, the toys and figures from this are going to be really, really awesome. Yes. Um, the one thing that everybody's wondering is with the remake and all of that, what they're going to do with uh, Tuxedo Mask and whether or not he's going to be a high school student like he was in the original manga or if they're going to go like the uh, anime for some strange reason and make him a college student. Well, uh, I, I just think they need to make him beautiful. I don't care how we do it. <laughs> I'm shallow, okay? I've got to be shown in problem. We, we, we kind of figured that out. Shut up. <laughs> but I have to admit, that one, that one screenshot, that one image artwork is just fucking phenomenal. I mean, normally when you take images like this and you put it as wallpaper on your phone or tablet or something like that, it kind of looks stretched and pixelated. Not this one? Nope. I put it up on my, on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash imbgronmess. 14,000 people have looked at it and grabbed a copy of this photo. Nice. You know, I thought it was especially funny was how people were taking the image of Usagi reaching her hand up yeah. and just screwing with the other stuff in so many fun ways. Like the Miami Heat. Like, fuck you, Kobe. Sailor Moon with the cat. That's good. Boom, shakalaka. Or, she's on fire. Or when she's catching the, um, the soccer ball. Mm-hmm. No, but know what the best one was? What? Where, up in the air, she's grabbing the Oscar from Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, God, why? Oh, no, that man's pain never I posted that on my Facebook like two nights ago. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah. Every moment he lives is agony, as long as he doesn't have a golden, as long as he doesn't have an Academy Award. Yeah. Poor Leo. He'll probably get one posthumously, which is kind of sad. Mm. He'll just show up and just put it on his tombstone and keep walking. Ten minutes later, someone will come by and steal it and melt it down for gold. You know what would be awful? What? If someone made a movie regarding... No, no. Say, years and years in the future when Leonardo DiCaprio dies. Yeah. And he's seen as a hero, and they make a movie about his life. The guy who plays him wins an Oscar. <laughs> that is kind of fucked up. He will that turn in his really fucked up. Yeah, but it would be... Hilarious. It would be. Yes, it would. But it would be fucked up. Mm-hmm. Worth it, but fucked up. Yeah. And I hope that I'm old, like I'm still alive when I see it because I'll be sitting there in my 80s, going, eh, "That's that's some funny shit right there." Hey, one thing about the new Sailor Moon anime, we were I was talking about some friends of mine over the weekend, and we're like, "I think this is that anime that's going to be to us like." the soaps and the stories were for our parents where, you know, during the summertime, you come home from school, your mom is watching All My Children or Days of Our Lives. She's on the phone with her girlfriend smoking a cigarette. Like, did you see what he did? That's going to be us oh, when we girl, watch. Oh, she did not. That's going to be us after the first episode of Sailor Moon. Instead of on our on our phones, we're all going to be a freaking Skype talking about what we just saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. But um, moving right along, the big anime of 2014-2015 right now, I would say, is Attack on Titan. Some will say Sailor Moon, but it's like depends on which side of the coin that you flip. But it seems that there have been 
some issues with Attack on Titan. Ari, would you like to take this? Yeah, so over the weekend, Netflix added Funimation's adaptation of Attack on Titan to their service. Before you continue, this was back in January, but this is in regards to what's been happening lately, so... Okay. As one would expect, calls were made everywhere from Reddit to microblogging site Tumblr for everybody who hasn't seen a show to drop what they're doing and get their asses over to Netflix. Now, as in five minutes ago, and before you start, I want it fi- before you finish, I want you to start it. It didn't matter that the show was subtitle only at this point. People wanted to, everyone to just go and watch it. Damn it. As news broke that Attack on Titan was on a popular streaming service, users were elated. Heaps of five-star reviews flooded the show's landing page, and praise for both Netflix and Funimation began to roll in on social media. New users clamored to experience the show while veterans gleefully started their second or third time through. Mm. Within 24 hours of the show's first admission, though, more established fans began to cite concerns. The show was fantastic, and the translation worked decently enough, but something felt off. The concept was still fantastic, and the overwhelming praise muted concerns and criticisms. Instead, these voices of concern gather in quiet corners of the web to discuss. Uh, within 24 hours of the show's edition on Netflix, we saw an eruption of, on social media. The first rumblings began on Tumblr before rippling out to other networks. Suddenly, the jubilation was split, and the voice of dissent were heard loudly and clearly. I'm sorry, but... was posted to the Tumblr, but user Brennan Bren Pinsky, which was accompanied by a screenshot, screenshot of a screen... of a scene where the characters were discussing the show's signature gadget, the 3D Maneuver Gear. In, the tran- in Funimation's translation, this was Chanju Omnidirectional Mobility Gear. Wait, how the fuck do you go from 3D to Omni... I mean... I understand when you're dubbing, you tend to embellish shit like... Woolseyisms or uh, yeah. cultural translations. Trying to avoid a direct cut-and-paste translation. Mm-hmm. But, uh... <clears throat> suddenly, ac- across... T- maybe they thought uh, omnidirectional would sound more professional than 3D. But... Maybe because they say... They th- when they say 3D, it, it, it unintentionally evokes those, uh cheap 3D glasses for uh, cheap 3D movies. But you know, it, the red and blue lenses. Yeah, but it's not even that. When you watch the original, when you watch the fan subs, the commercial eye catches, when they talk, they talk about stuff from the series. They talk about the 3D maneuver gear. You see it written in English, three-dimensional maneuver gear. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Metal Gear, I'm sorry. <laughs> metal Gear! Metal Gear! Metal Gear! Metal Gear! Metal Gear! <laughs> Alright. Continue, sorry. Mm. Okay, suddenly across Tumblr, across Facebook and Twitter, frantic posts began to pop up highlighting changes to characters' names and organizations within the show's universe. Suddenly, Hanj Zoe was named Hanzi, spelled H-A-N-Z-Y, C-I, and Jean Christin was being referred to as John. The show's key of organization, a survey course, was not a scouting regiment. Scouting regiment? So so it, so they're gonna be running around with omnidirectional gear and seifukus. Perfect! We have attack on Negaverse! Done! Cue we- up the uh Sailor Moon slap X the cross attack on Titan cosplay. There you go, we're done. We're done. Omni in three D gear. 
<laughs> you can take Ami, I'll take Minako. Moving right along. <laughs> Others began to point out segments where of di- or dialogue was perceived to be toned down. Armin's poetic introduction suddenly became blunt, and Aaron's fiery pledge to kill all the Titans became a muted desire to drive them out. Uh, and here is a picture of the screen cap where it says, God damn it, Marco, learn your boyfriend's name. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Scarlet follows up with, Go, go, scouting rangers. We need Megazord Aaron now. It's Omni time. Oh, God. God. Titan Sentai Scout Ranger. Wow. <laughs> Funimation's reaction to the entire situation has been, well, to keep going as if nothing's happening at this point. The company actually never mentioned an attack on Titan ever hit Netflix by their official channels. And as the complaints rolled in, they managed to stay policy of radio silence on the matter. No official statements have been made, and no comments were given on the situation. The people who wrote this article at AnimeHerald.com have reached out to their contacts of Funimation, but didn't secure any answers. Yeah, but at the end of the article, there is some updates. They... Jean is no longer Jean. Hanji is now Hangi, but ODMG is still there. Wow. It doesn't bother me that much, you know, like, not, it doesn't send me to a slathering, incoherent rage. I guess no, because if, if you, like, the other stuff we have to talk about with this that I found, mm-hmm. um, basically it's people's knee-jerk reaction to them basically screwing shit up, which, from what I've seen, I think has been fixed. They're calling ruin forever on just about every little detail. And me, yeah, me and Caleb, we have a an, an, we have a friend who, who is like, if Funimation fucks this up, I'm dropping nukes. No, I can understand where they're coming from with the omnidirectional maneuver gear. I get that because a lot of people, if you say 3D gear, they're gonna go, oh, 3D, like you know, 3D glasses. Yeah, cheap. Like Ari said, with glasses. But yeah. it's but it's referred but I hear but they're referring it to a three dimensional maneuver here. They're saying the full thing. I guess that's how I look at it, but I understand what you're saying though. Yeah, I just because I don't know. Yeah. I just I don't have an issue with them changing it to omnidirectional mm. instead of three D. It sounds more professional. As Dark Tetsuya says, so when the Titans eat people, do they get transported to another dimension? Oh, oh fuck God you. Don't it. even start with that shit. <laughs> oh. also, let me just ask a question. Am I the only one who, when this whole article was being read, I kept hearing SpongeBob's voice going, Soil it! Soil it! Soil it! Yeah. Damn it. I'm alone. But you have your alcohol, so you're not always alone. Yay! My wine bottle. Stop stroking that bottle. Can we continue, please? Absolutely. Now, the follow-up article has, like, pretty much the list of characters. And yay for Kyle Haybear for being in Attack on Titan. Yay. We're Team Kyle, if you haven't figured that out. But, um... You don't say. Yeah. 
nobody knows who Aaron is. They haven't even announced, you know, who it is. No, I'm and, guessing they're going to announce it at Anime Walston. Yeah, uh, for a while, people were saying Josh Grell was doing Aaron Yeager, but he's doing Armin Alert. No, what you really need to do mm-hmm. is look at this list and then look at the guests that are going to be at Anime Boston. Those are going to be your picks. Mm-hmm. Because so- as soon as Kyle was, as soon as Kyle said that he was going to be at Anime Boston and they announced, oh yeah, we're going to be doing all this stuff for uh, Attack on Titan, I'm like, he's in it. So look at the people that they've just recently announced for Anime Boston. Look at the people that have been announced for Anime Boston. And I would bet you anything that one of those guests is probably going to be in here. Yes. So you're saying... I'm going to by saying it's going to be Vic Mignona. Oh! Oh! Yup. I was just about to say it's probably going to be Vic. But it's not Vic, though. I know. Vic is off doing Star Trek fan projects with um, with some with another voice actor. I cannot remember his name to save save my own life. But uh, that's what he's off doing. You're now picturing Vic Mignogna doing Shatnerian style acting. Scarlet goes. Greg Ayers is Aaron. Alphonse, see me in my ready room. Say what? I said Alphonse, see me in my ready room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get the fangirl started, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'll go to my not. corner now, and I'll take my booze with me. No, 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 you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, because I'm looking between the uh, their guest list and the guests, the uh, people that they have uh, mm-hmm. listed. And quite a few of them are actually on this list. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's all I'm saying is... I, I just have this feeling that Anime Boston knows, so whoever the voice of Aaron is, they're not going to announce, they're not going to announce on the page. No, they're not. They're going to announce it at Anime Boston, I'm going to guess, right before they... Because um, they're debuting the first couple of episodes of the dub. Yes. So I'm going to guess right before that is when people are going to get who is going to be the voice. Mm-hmm. Now, mo- moving on. Um, now, here's something that I know that we've all suffered from. Hype syndrome, I like to call it. The hype backlash? Yeah. We've all had that one person or people hype up an anime series or a company hype up an anime to the point where, you know what? They won't stop talking about it. I I just can't bother with it. For me, it was Naruto. All of my friends were hyped up on it. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. I'll get into it when I get into it. Six months later, I found myself sitting there up into 4 o'clock in the morning marathoning it. And my friends were busting my balls about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm watching it at my own pace, okay? Y'all ruined it for me to watch it in the first fucking place. So, you're lucky I like it. Yeah. Mm. Like, that was me with Madoka. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. 
I, I respect it as an anime. I think the concept is great. Can't do it. I just, I don't like it. Have you eventually gotten around to watching it, or are you just like, you know what, fuck it, I'll get to no, it? No, I watched it. Okay, I yeah. watched it. I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like Frozen Syndrome, in that, like, people who ended up watching it on the tail end of the hype going on ended up, like, either not enjoying it as much as they could or hating it and nitpicking it. Yeah, I yeah, I wanted to see Frozen, but it got so popular. Everyone's hyping it. I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go see the Lego movie. Fuck it. <laughs> Was everything awesome? Yep, especially when you're working as a team. Yeah, I've still never seen that movie, so you, I'm, I'm not trying to hide it, but I'll tell you this: you're, you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right, now, Marco, was there an anime title that was so hyped where you said "fuck it"? Um, there's a lot of anime that I get into late. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are all like, oh, kill a kill, kill a kill. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I'm waiting until the entire season is done, and then I'll marathon it. And that's when I'll decide if I like it or not. But people are like, oh, my God, kill a kill. You need to watch. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I got into Attack on Titan late. Yeah. I didn't get into Attack on Titan until episode 16, 17. Mm-hmm. When everybody's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm like, alright, whatever. Alright, what about... So, I mean, I, I do that with a lot of stuff. I don't I don't go, oh, look, it's a brand new anime, let me watch it. I wait until the season is almost done, and then I start watching it. Yeah. What about you, Ari? Anime that was really overhyped, that you just like, fuck it. Uh, hmm. I guess it had to be something like a Haruhi Suzumiya mm-hmm. was one of them, and yeah, Naruto and One Piece were for a while. One Piece, definitely One Piece. Yeah, especially uh, during the whole ninjas, ver- the whole ninjas versus pirates thing. Yeah. Yeah, when I was the fucking samurai. Mm-hmm. Or some people are like fuck that, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> but yeah, that's th- those were some of the bigger titles for me. Like, like Naruto is okay, mostly because. Kishimoto is is trying to to out Kubo Tide Kubo and mm-hmm. how fucking absurd and far up his ass he is reaching to pull things out of out of for his manga. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a pissing contest between the two to see, hey, I can make this more absurd than you. Oh yeah, Bleach was another one. Now that yeah, I mentioned and, it, and as Act Def said, back yeah. in the- Back in the day, the anime era hype was hype for was Dragon Ball. I can, I have not. I think everyone was hyped for Dragon Ball Z, but it was sort of like, at the time, you, you when you were getting into Dragon Ball Z, you ran to that one person that's like who's seen all these episodes. You're like, oh, you're awesome. But um, quick question, and then we'll go into into news from Japan. Has there been a video game that's been so overhyped where you said, fuck it? Well, that's a good question. Final Most Fantasy XIII. Was there a video game that was so overhyped that was overhyped where you just said "fuck it" and you just didn't want, you didn't bother with it? Or you... I can't think of a video game that has been so overhyped that I'm like, you know what? No, I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to play it or anything. Um, with video games, because I have I have gamer ADD. Mm-hmm. So I'll start a game and be like 10 minutes into it and it's like, all right, 
give me the next one. And then I'll go back to that game. And it's like, all right, give me the next one. I'll go back to that game. So, I mean, it's not necessarily the hype that pulls me away from something, but the hype definitely attracts me to mm-hmm. the games. Um, like, everybody's been talking about various games for Final Fantasy and, like, the online games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, that... It makes me want to play them. But I, there hasn't been one that people have talked about so much that I'm just like, you know what? It's so overly hyped, I don't want to play. What about you, Kayla? Huh? What about you? Um, God, I'm going to take so much flack for this. Uh, we'll all see. of the Final Fantasy games. No. With the exception of 10 and 10-2. No, I like no, we can't. We can't jump on you because Ari said thirteen. If I try to attack him, I'm gonna catch a Sonic Super right in the chest. <laughs> but um, and I, ain't I mean, getting up. Uh, other than that, I just like any video game. I'll play once. I mean, of course, like Call of Duty and fucking Halo. I don't touch to the ten foot pole. Oh yeah, that's another one. The uh, Halo was another one for me. As the Call of Duty Battlefield, there, Rilk. Okay, now, now there's two for me. I might catch hell for this, but it didn't turn me off. It turned me to where, let me see what this is all about. Number one was Pokemon. I'm like, you know what, let me buy a copy just to see what this is all about. And I'm like, okay, I can see it. I didn't fully get into it, which is why I never finished my Pokemon Red, which mysteriously disappeared to the four winds, you know. And the other one was... Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Oh, get out! Sorry. What? I I like I like Midna a lot. <laughs> She's like my dream cosplay. I I played Midna? it. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I played through Zelda, but I don't know, I guess eventually it got to, well, you know what, I just don't see what the big hype is. And then, at the time, WWE was partnership with Nintendo, so they were overhyping Majora's Mask. I said, you know what, fuck this shit. Walked away. Overhyped. This is why I don't download the WWE app. Because I see 15 announcements for it in the first hour of Raw, and I'm like, no, fuck you. And if you go to the chat room real quick, um, Heck says, I remember seeing Dragon Ball on Telemundo down here. Bro, dude, I remember seeing Dragon Ball on Telemundo as well. I th- Dragon Ball was on Telemundo? You didn't know this? I still no, watch I- Dragon Ball Z on Telemundo. Yeah, they were showing... Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Tenchi Universe on Telemundo. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on either really, really late at night or really early in the morning, and I'm just flipping through trying to find something. I'm like, oh, look, it's Dragon Ball Z, and then they're, like, they're talking in Spanish. I'm like, fuck! But what was cool, uh, Tenchi Muyo was dubbed by the same company that handled the, the dubbing for Sailor Moon S and Supers. I thought that was pretty cool. And I remember Super- Captain Ed and the Super Mario Bros. Super Show on Telemundo. I mean, like, wow. That must have been so surreal, seeing, like, cartoons you were watched dubbed in a foreign language. Which is why I have, like, a small collection of, of anime in different languages. Like, how dare someone on the other, on another part of the planet enjoy this show? How dare they? And I remember one time, Active said he remembers watching Ron one half on on TV down here. For a while, I was stalking, uh, I think it was Telemundo 41, just to see if they would show an episode of Ron one half. Just because. 
and I do remember seeing on the local Korean channel, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Dark Tetsuya says, I can top that Dragon Ball Raw on the international channel. I know people who had the international channel watching Dragon Ball in Raw Japanese. I had that at one point, mm-hmm. too. I wasn't watching Dragon Ball. I was watching Iron Chef. Same. Same. I would watch it in Japanese. My mother and I would sit down and we would do commentary. <laughs> because that most of that fun. shit, you had no idea what the hell they were doing, and they were using shit that looked really, really scary. So we would sit and watch it and do English commentary for the Japanese show. <laughs> who was and Mark Stern and who was the brain? <laughs> and Mako, let me guess. Whenever Sakai was being put in there, after he was done plating, you cried because it was all beautiful. Yes. Yes. Okay. You just want to slug him, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, isn't Cooking Channel showing the original um, Iron Chef? Yes, it is. I when I saw it. it, I was just like, oh, my childhood. I haven't seen it. I have Cooking Channel. I haven't seen it, and I have it set to tape, and it doesn't. Mm. Maybe they haven't aired any episodes in a while, so. Maybe. Yeah. All right. On that note, I think we should take our final break and start wrapping shit up. Uh, we're not doing Japanese articles? Oh shit, I totally forgot! Wow. <sighs> Sorry. The, the wine's starting to wear off. You can horrify me now. <laughs> yeah, and in Dark Tetsuyo's, they became the Asian network and just fell off the map shortly thereafter. I remember that the Asian network was, was out of New York City. <laughs> wow. I wonder if the Imagination Theater is still there. Okay. What's pretty cool is that we actually have a follow-up with the story that we've been covering. Uh, Last couple of episodes, we were talking about the Anne Frank uh, books being vandalized. Wait, what? Yeah. Somebody went to uh, libraries in Japan and vandalized the Diary of Anne Frank books. Yeah, they were tearing pages out of them. Weren't they burning them as well? I didn't hear no, anything just, about burning them. Yeah. No, just uh, tearing the pages out of them. Yeah, and the, the Anne Frank Library donated like 300 copies to the Japanese libraries. But they did find they did find arrested a guy on Friday for vandalizing copies. It's a 36 year old unemployed man who lives in Tokyo. According to the police, the suspect allegedly got into the libraries in the Suginami ward and started ripping pages out of the book. That ward alone found 121 damaged books from 11 of its 13 public libraries. Wow. And as we're talking about the Japanese news, Skype line is open, so if you want to briefly discuss some of the crazy shenanigans we've talked about on this show, or if you have questions for us, Skype is an anime jam session. If we don't get to you right away, stand fast because we'll call you right back. You know, I'm just glad that they found the person. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh... I'm glad that they found him so quickly. Because a lot of this stuff could go on for months trying to find him. But within basically the matter of a month, they were able to find out who did it. My question that I want to know is why? Well, he was unemployed. I'm guessing 
he had I I'm not I'm just saying maybe he had nothing else better to do or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, well there are millions of other books in the libraries that can be torn up. Yeah. Alright. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You wanna take this next one? Yeah. Um so a man was arrested after traveling 1,600 kilometers on stolen bikes. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so, um, basically a middle-aged man from the Chiba Pre- uh, Prefecture um, felt that his uh, failing business was uh, basically no reason, they had no reason to stick around, so he decided to go on a nomadic life. The issue was, um, while he traveled the 1,600 kilometers, um, after five months, uh, he was doing it on stolen bikes. A 43-year-old man left his home and failing bar in a Katori, uh, Chiba Prefecture in July of last year because he was sick of his life. Over the span of five months, he traveled to Nagano, Niigata, Hiroshima, Koichi, um, uh, Miyazaki prefectures, and traveled about uh, 1,600 miles, which is about 1,000 miles by bike. Uh, there's no law, uh, laws going rogue, but basically because of how he was doing it, uh, he stole three different bikes from three different places, and then when he was arrested, basically admitted to living off of stolen food. Um, he only had one change of clothes, a little bit of money, and he ended up stealing an, an entire crate of beer. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people on the internet are like, wow, with that much willpower, he should be able to do anything and get back his business. And surely this is a forgivable offense because he was obviously depressed. And then others are like, what the hell are you thinking? He, you know, he screwed around, he stole beer, this is screwed up. And then others are like, oh, well, he should have gone to Twitter and Facebook. They probably would have given him an old bike and money to do it with. Yeah, but so yeah, there's a lot of mixed uh, mixed emotions and mixed reviews on everything that's going on with us. I, I, honestly, I think because he fessed up to what he did, he should do some time, but not a lot. You know, I respect what he that willpower, but and the fact that he owned up to what he did. You know, so it's, some leniency is what you're seeking here. Yes. Uh. I guess because it was... I don't know. I don't know. Kayla, what do you think? Uh, hmm. I guess I can kind of see that he was depressed, so... And he, he did come through with it. He obviously, like, isn't a bad person if he was willing to, like, admit to what he did. And the fact that he went through all this because he was bitching rut in his life. I feel like maybe... He should just kind of like that up. Hmm. But I'm very forgiving and I'm overly optimistic, so that's good. That's good. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that he should be forced to work for the people that he stole from. And then maybe he will learn something more about business and be able to get back his bar and do well with it, learning from other people that are doing well. Hmm. That's my punishment for him. 
as opposed to taking care of your cat. Nobody needs to take care of my cat. <laughs> Although I would really, really like somebody that could just be around to come in and change the litter and take it out to the trash. That would be awesome. <laughs> Alright, Ari, please take the last one. I think you'll like it. Mini skirt turbulence at Skymark Airlines. <laughs> oh, oh goody. Roy Mustang! Roy Mustang. Ro yep. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> We were all thinking yeah. the same thing there. I was gonna yeah. say, I was gonna say, Roy Mustang of Mustang Airlines. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a Japanese budget airline. I don't hear you, man. Oh, son of a bitch! What? Ah. Oh. Oh, he got dropped. Skype gods oh. got him this time. Bad Skype. Bad. Okay, I'm back. Alright, so Yay! you lose one life as Ari X2. Final round start. <laughs> okay. As I was trying to say. A Japanese budget airline has flown into rough air. Oh, God. We're going to have a whole article of bad puns, aren't we? Over its decision to outfit flight attendants in revealing miniskirts drawing criticism that they could invite sexual harassment. Skymark Airlines came under fire from the cabin's crew's labor union, which had the super short, the super short skirt with a distinctively swinging 60s look. Oh, God. <laughs> barely covers wearer's thighs. We're concerned the design of this uniform may cause problems, including sexual harassment, the Japan Federation of Cabin Attendants said in a statement. The airline is stating that the uniform is meant to attract more customers, but this shows the company is treating women like a commodity. It's got a point. Comments posted on the union's website said attendants would not be able to carry out their duties effectively owing to fears about leering stares or customers shooting pictures up their skirts with a mobile phone. Uh, the airline, which disputes the union's claim, plans to introduce the uniform as a temporary promotion for the launch of domestic routes. It's Airbus A330 planes in the spring. And they're saying, last week, Shinichi Nishikubo told reporters, we won't impose our uniform on any of the cabin's attendants who refuse to wear it. Mm. That's not so bad, but I think that's kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of, you know, when I was watching um, Pan Am, you know. That, that really was a good show. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what they're saying um that you know it's it's just a job and everything like that but there are some very traditional people mm -hmm. um that might want to take a flight because it's cheaper but at the same time if they've got you know everything from love hotels to made cafes then i don't see where a themed airline would be a bad thing yeah Kayla, what's your take? Um, I'm kind of with Mako on this, to be honest with you. It's okay. like, considering the amount that of times and things that have come out of Japan, we're all just like, okay, that's enough. Um, I mean, this really isn't that, like, out there. I don't know. You're not going, the fuck? You're going, all right, whatever. I don't even care anymore. Mm -hmm. I stopped drinking, so. Oh, you too, huh? <laughs> Yup, I ran out of one. <laughs> Whoops. Yup. I went through mine faster. 
Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one thing that we didn't talk about. What? Um, a certain mascot for Japanese soccer. Oh, right. oh yeah. Oh yeah. They decide on Pikachu as their mascot for the World Cup in Brazil. That's pretty cool. But um, before we continue, Ari, this is from uh, Dark Tetsuya. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, of course. The commercials for the uh, like for the Japan soccer team had a Pokemon and little. The Japan mm-hmm. national, like, Japan team t-shirts, you know. Yep. Stuff like that, which was always fun. Then, of course, people... Like, the last one there was uh, drawing the girls from Pokemon in the uh, various, you know, team jerseys. And as... Uh, and just the team jerseys. And in reference to the airline, Candy G Cosplay says, ironically, there's a Hooters commercial on right now. Well, oh. now. Almost choked on the irony. <laughs> I know, right? Alright, shall we go ahead and just start wrapping shit up? Fine by me. I yeah. believe so, yes. Okay, cool. Alright, people. We'll be back. And there we go.
it's about that time. And look at the time. Holy shit, where does the time go? We had a lot of ranty shit. Yeah. That's just tends to happen. We're a bunch of angsty motherfuckers, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to say angsty. I'd say more bitter and opinionated. That's eh, fair enough. But, you know, as always, Kayla, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And, um, Mako, Ari, what? let's take it to a vote. I vote that we make Kayla fourth member of our show as, as on a part-time probationary basis. Okay. Aye. Sure. Aye. Welcome to the team. Here's your mug, shot glass, shirt, hanging bag, fat towel, um, best le- best selections of hentai porn from Mako. Welcome aboard. Yay, thank you guys. Why don't I get a shot glass? Um, you didn't pay your dues yet. <laughs> okay, then no hentai. That's okay. I have some I can give her. They came from your yeah, company. but mine's better. Where do you think I got mine from? <laughs> yeah, I know, but mine's better. Mm, that's okay. I, I'll show her the vault when she, uh, this weekend. That's okay. <laughs> oh. If you like what you heard, just drop us a line at podcast at nmhjamsession.com. Uh, talk to us. Ideas, suggestions, flames, hate, planes, trains, automobiles, spam, and so forth. We'll sort it out and get it to the right proper authorities. Uh, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, we have a new article, new cosplay article that went up earlier this week, um, brought to us by Koi over at uh, Cosplay Blog with a Brain. Um, let's see what else we have here. And for some reason, you can't get to our website for podcasts because of firewalls or job or whatever. You can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. Definitely check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. I will have more videos going up tomorrow night, hopefully. If I have time, maybe I'll try to get a couple up tonight and kind of like edit them tomorrow while I'm quote unquote working. But um, I do have, uh, I think, all Anime Next is uploaded and I just got to get the Senshi Generation stuff up and then I can keep going, which is be pretty cool. If you want to follow us on. On um on YouTube, you can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari is at Ari two two six eighty two, and Mako Chan's at Jupe Loon, and I believe Kayla's at Avalon Cosplay. I believe. If you got it, yay! Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for the latest updates on our website, photos, videos, articles, everything. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook, I mean Twitter. You can find me at Dijeron Mess, Ari is at the Ari Man, Mako Chan's at Jovidea, and you can find Kayla over at Avalon Cosplay. Facebook. Facebook.com Anime Jam Session. If I'm looking at it right, we're at t- over 2,700 fans. I just gotta say thank you. As long as you keep liking the photos, the videos, the articles, and the page, we'll just continue to add more stuff for you, because... We appreciate that, so thank you. Thank you so much. And if you want to follow us on the Facebooks, you can find me at IMDJRonmaS. Mako is at Makoto Makochan Kino. 
Ari is at Ari Rockefeller, and you can find Kayla over at Avalon Cos or Avalon Cosplay. Either way, it'll bring you directly to her. But not in that way, because if you really think that, there's going to be a bunch of angry dudes there with shotguns and pitchforks and other stabby equipment. Nah, and- that's my boyfriend. <laughs> Who do you think I was talking about? You said men. Oops. I don't have a harem yet. <laughs> I just love how she pre-face, as she post-faced that with yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. And as Hockey Common says, one more guy, you have a Super Sentai team. Well, if we get the, the entire staff on, we, we are. <laughs> Meh. She doesn't have the enthusiasm to do a whole, uh, Super Sentai roll call, do you, Mako-chan? I won't go into the fact that I started a uh, fan fiction. Let's just not. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Do what now? Let's not. Oh, if she wants to, I ain't gonna stop her. Um, I, I had started planning a fan fiction based off of uh, the people living in Ranma's old house. Being a Super Sentai team. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, we're not going to go into that. I didn't get much further than uh, the planning stages, but it was kind of cracked out. Very cracked out. It had been so kind to Rana. Well, yeah, because all the, um, all the Zords were my little pony based. But I didn't want a pony, so I went with, um,. The Mecha Ryooki. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, team advisor was, was Professor Washu. Yeah, it was cracked. And Sasami. It was cracked. <laughs> yes. Just leave it at that. Yes, it was it cracked. Was. Yes, it was. Oh, man. Like I said, we're on the Vogue Network Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we're not the only Vogue Network podcast that's out there that's just as awesome. Because remember, Vox has for Voice of Geeks. If you're into Star Trek, check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast. Thursdays at 4 p.m., and I believe it is Encore Sundays at midnight. This is all Eastern Standard Time, so if you're not in this time zone, you're going to have to subtract uh, up to three. But if you like pop culture, television, movies, books, British programming, we have Critical Myth. British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Under Sedation Live. These four different programs will cover all of that for you. If you like what we do on a regular basis, you should check out our homegirls, Pandalicious and Ninja Sister Electric Sisterhood. They're on before us, so listen to them at 8, our pre-show around 9.15, and then we go right into the show. If you like to play MMOs like World of Warcraft, Star Trek Online, Final Fantasy XIV, you got Girls Gone Wild Wednesdays at 12, followed by Horde House at 10 p.m. I like to call it Wow Wednesdays, which is pretty freaking cool. And then on Sundays, the cornerstone programming of the VOG Network is the Bobby Blackwell Show at 8 p.m. and Orange Lounge Radio Sun at 9 p.m. If you're if you want listen to a podcast where you have a voice in what, what say your voice in gaming, what you think is cool and so forth. This, these are the shows you listen to. Independent gaming, independent gaming voice attitude. Alright. Last words, people. Mako. I think I'm going to get myself some gelato. 
and then watch Madoka. Oh, brave you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really want to do um, cosplay from the series. So I want to rewatch the series, and then I'll probably read the manga. I will have to do Cuba and just walk around like, would you like this? Would you like a contract? You want to sign a contract? <laughs> I actually said I want to do that as Artemis and walk up to all the sailors and she said you want to sign a contract. Okay, Ari. Yeah, that bottle of wine was gone within two big cups of my uh, like from the. <clears throat> Sailor Mercury beer stein, mm. and it's already st and the effects are already starting to wear off. That's a good. It's a good thing. Um, you're not working tomorrow. Also, I have a strong tolerance anyway, so mm. like, I don't even feel it anymore. <laughs> ah. All right, Kayla. Last words. Um. Well, first of all, thank you guys for letting me be part of the team. Love you guys, and uh, I hope. To everyone listening that they continue to enjoy the show and now that I'm going to be a part of you ragtag group of ruffians mm -hmm. that I don't make you lose any fans with my shenanigans. See, that's what brought, that's what made us bring you on because of your shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, my last words. I'm going to fiddle around with my PS3 and see if I can watch more Ron or at least try to get a little bit of X2 gameplay because I want to see the opening. What can I do for you? Done over again because I had to have a great idea for a skit. I still kind of want to do it, but we'll see. Um, last minute news. Uh, we will be here next week, and don't forget if you're in the New York, New Jersey, Tri-State area, there is a free anime con at William Patterson University next Saturday, the 29th. It's free, but asking for five dollar donations to help support the con. We will. Be, I will be there. I don't know about the rest of the stuff. But I will be there, rocking the Vogue shirt. Um, and then after that, we will be at PAX East that week. I have not decided if we're going to do a show or not because of the time it takes to process the episodes and so forth. We'll see. Most likely, I'll just probably stay up all night and knock it out and just drink coffee at work the next day. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just about it. So. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Avalon. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. And we are out of here. Night. Night. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, Mako, you're right. I can knock it out Wednesday night. Because you'll probably be breathing down my neck with a... With a bat trying to make sure I knock it out so at some point Wednesday yeah so say goodnight Kayla goodnight Kayla perfect This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. 
Check us out at AnimeGemSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!